Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. This is Pete. And this is Derek. And we are here to talk about Nintendo video games, all things great and heavenly. Right, Derek? <laughs> video games are indeed heavenly, especially Nintendo. Yes, and today we're here to talk about the new Nintendo Direct. Happened on February 8th, 2023, in case you're listening in the future. Um, and... Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, Derek, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Um, I watched it live. I got all, I watched my big screen TV, got all ready, uh, turned the blinds down, you know, everything. But you didn't get to watch it live, so tell me, tell me when you got to watch it. So, yeah, I, um, had a commitment at work, so I didn't get home till about six-ish. And then I had another commitment at seven, so I, I was trying to eat dinner, and I was watching it on my phone, uh, without sound, so I was like trying trying to eat dinner and not be annoying, and just and I just kind of clicked through it. So I know all the highlights, and then that evening I came back and and watched it in full uh, with with sound and on my computer screen. So I, I I have a better detail at that point. But yeah, my first viewing of it was kind of more just like to get the news, and then uh, the real viewing was later later on. Cool. I mean, uh, I gotta say, I've had to miss a few directs in my time, just from work and stuff, too. Uh, watched it on my phone with no sound. I've done the same thing. But this one I was really happy to watch um, <laughs> in live. Because some of the th things they announced and the way they announced them, like, you, it was just kind of, like, just little things. We'll get into it. But, um, you know, shadow drops and things like that were really exciting to be in the moment. So I'm mm -hmm. sorry you missed it. You should have told your job that you were sick with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I mean, overall, I think it's probably one of the best directs we've had since E3 2019 Nintendo Direct, where they showed Banjo, they announced Breath of the Wild 2, etc., Luigi's Mansion. Um, what do you think? What, what um, is, how do you feel? Yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. Um, so don't get me wrong. And you know the things they showed. There's probably a, quite a few heavy hitters that I really really liked. Um, there were some things that were missing. Let's say there was no real huge bomb in my mind. Um, but again, that's fine because I think the stuff that we even had ideas that were going to come were still really awesome. Um, I didn't love. I know we're going to get into it. I didn't love the Zelda trailer. So it was kind of a... We can talk about that specifically. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah. Anyways, overall, I liked it a lot. I think it's probably the best one in a long while. Um, but it wasn't like I was face-melting about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was face-melting. Uh, <laughs> I was, like, really excited. <laughs> and I almost didn't have anyone to share it with for m multiple things uh, that I shouted out. I actually shouted out loud. Um yeah, I think it's it was great, and I think I think the thing to keep in mind, there's two points to keep in mind, is is whether or not we break down each individual game trailer and our, our levels. I know you're more critical than I am. Um, it's still safe to say, like within the first half of the year, they've got Fire Emblem, Kirby, Octopath Two, uh, they've got Advance Wars One and Two, they've got a new Zelda, they've got uh, you know a brand new Pikmin coming out. Like the the actual first half of the year is. Totally stacked, um, almost yeah. unlike they've ever had. This this first half of the year. I mean, if we're including Pikmin in the first half, I know it's in July, but it's a stacked first half of the year for them. And this late in the console cycle, uh, I think it's safe to say that no one came away from this direct with nothing that appeals to them. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, Agreed. so it's 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 one of those things where um, I was listening to another opinion about this, where you know, there's always going to be quote unquote filler in a direct for different audiences, because you know, like farming audiences loved the last direct farming game, but this time there wasn't as many farming games. There's actually there still were some, but uh, you know what I mean? Like there, there's always yeah, yeah. You can't please everyone, and for me, there was points during this direct where I was like, oh man, it's full of stuff I don't care about. This is going to go downhill quick. But it still hit those highlights of the things that I love. And I felt like they have such a well-rounded lineup. Um, but anyways, we'll get into it. Uh, let's go through the actual everything in it. Because this is a sure, yeah. meaty direct to get through. 40 minutes. And I think it went a little longer than 40. I think it went about 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they opened up with Pikmin 4. <clears throat> Coming yeah, July this, they... 21st. That's the big big takeaway here. But what, what did you think, Derek? Yeah, this is probably my my highlight of the show. I really love Pikmin uh, one, two, and three is actually probably my least favorite of all all the ones out so far. But I still like Pikmin three a lot. Um, I actually think this is going to be right up my alley because Pikmin two is my favorite, and this one looks like it brings some of those things back, like, mm-hmm. uh, like caves, like caves, caves, some of these cool bosses. Um, I don't, I, and you know, I don't know if this is true. I'm just speculating um, that this game doesn't necessarily have the same time limit. Um, and time pressure as one and three do because you know in number one you're collecting money for a loan i guess right is that what number two I number... Ju- you're preparing to pay Sorry. off a loan yeah so you have yeah, unlimited but, 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 days yeah but, but number one and number three are limited so that's why i'm hoping this one is um you can kind of play at your own pace because i really like being able to keep playing and not have the game ever end on me if that makes sense Yep, I know. I know what you mean, and it's funny. I, I, uh, number two is probably my least favorite because I thought that the random, random design of the caves wasn't great. Uh, didn't feel like catered. You know what I mean, or designed very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate how this one brings in those elements and the the caves brings the caves back. Uh, yeah, and I think I think I agree. Uh, look, it seems to. I mean, we don't really know anything about the time mechanic in this one. It's probably going to be in there and somehow and different, but. It does seem to imply that it's a bigger, longer, go-at-your-own-pace game. I don't know why. I agree with you there. Yeah, and so, some of the things, you know, that I, I liked are... I really liked the Ice Pikmin. I thought it was cool. The mm-hmm. dog that they added seems interesting. It looks like there's some kind of night element to this one. Like, we all know that, you know, most of the, the creatures in the game are um, nocturnal. But it looks like you can definitely do something at nighttime. So well, at the end I'm of the trailer, kind of... they at, like after they even said the release date, they showed that little bit where it was nighttime and the bulb orb's eyes turned red. Exactly. So all I'm saying is that probably means that we're going to have something, some gameplay element to do with the nighttime, which is awesome. I But I don't wonder if that end ending bit uh, could have to do with the story and have nothing to do with playing at night. It could also have to do with some sort of side mode where you get to play a bulb orb at night. Or, or it, it could just, you know, it could be a lot of things, you know. It could even just be like, you know how sometimes uh, in 1, 2, and 3 when your ships leave, they have the cutscene of like the ball boards waking up and, and chomping around as you lift off? It could be like one of those kind of like, it could just be a cutscene that they edited to make it more interesting. Yeah, or it's like maybe there's a, a new en- boss enemy that's controlling the bulb barbs and making their eyes turn red. And like, that's the hint of the story. And that, like, you know what I mean? It turns red this time, yeah. nighttime. Uh, I would love some nighttime gameplay, though. I think that'd be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I also, my takeaway was that, I, I for one, I really like the new camera perspective being lower to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it feel more epic. And seeing like the home in the backyard in the distance is really cool. Yeah. Um, I also thought the graphics you, look quite a bit better than number three. 
Do you think this game will end up being uh, one big backyard? Like that, that's what I was kind of like. So it's hard to tell is, are we, were we just seeing one level that's a part of a backyard or is the whole I was going to ask you the same world. thing. Uh, no, I think there's going to be landing points. What, but are is the whole world connected, right? Because there's if you watch the trailer, there are a, there's another time where you land in the cave level, like you see where your uh, onion ship is, and mm-hmm. then there's another point at the end of one of the trailers where you see a bigger spaceship that's landed with other uh, other like I, I don't know what the species is called, whatever all of our species is. Uh, you see yeah. like, d- different non-playable characters. So there's there's clearly more going on here. I actually think that there's a, there's a chance that it could be one big open world, but you can fly to different landing points. Hmm. So like you you know what I mean, and and you like reach and it looks like um in this one too when you leave your base like you're going further. It's not so much about like building more guys really quickly and smartly around your base. It seems like hey here's our base. Can we get all the way there in this day or this many Pikmin or what we have? And you might, you know what I mean? And you might reach a point where it's like, hey, we've reached this point. Now we can land here tomorrow. Let's like yeah. put this on our map. I think it could be something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, the one thing, uh, I the other big takeaway for me during this trailer was that they're not like reinventing the entire wheel of Pikmin, which I'm, I kind of was a sigh of relief because you never know with Miyamoto. Oh. Me too. I totally agree with that. And it just feels <laughs> like it's a solid sequel that's doing enough to feel like it's not just, you know, another one of the first trilogy. It feels like a new number four, um, but it also feels like it keeps a lot of the things I love about it. Um, to- to- totally. Like, I feel like it's, you know, I don't want to bring up Splatoon, but I feel like it's reinvented itself more than Splatoon has, but it hasn't gone so far as to be like Star Fox Zero. You know, like, yeah. like uh, Star Fox Zero, like, it just... Yeah, Starbucks Zero not, not doesn't do doesn't belong in the conversation. Yeah. Um, but no, I know, I know what you mean. With Miyamoto, you're never sure, and he's like, "Oh, it's a low camera to the ground camera perspective," and all of a sudden it's on rails, and all you're doing is like getting Pikmin on your phone app and transferring them over or something really, really asinine. Um, so I'm just glad to see it's like it's a gamey game, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you um, think you'll you'll have the the multiple character controls like uh, in two and three? I was literally going to ask you that. Um, so I was thinking about that today. I almost think it's not going to have that, and it'll be single player me t- only. Me, me too. Something about th- I feel like the trailer would have shown us multiplayer, um, but there were two points in the trailer: one where there's two other non-playable characters or playable characters, yeah. and where you find your ally. So I do think there will be switching from the main character at some point. You know what I, I mean? I. Yeah, like to me, like I don't know if I, I'm misremembering. Was there not a part of the the gameplay where you're controlling the dog? Well, you 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 hop on top of the dog. Because I I just like was um and you ride it for some reason I I thought there was a part where like you're you're standing beside the dog but you're actually controlling how the dog moves and grabs like a bulb orb or something. No, I think that's um, just that's just you selecting the dog Pikmin. Or I think which his name is Uchi. And you just okay. like throwing it at the at that bulb or like a Pikmin, and it, it's just gonna carry it like a pick like a purple heavy one would. Okay, okay. Um, that, but it is cool, or it'll drag it. But I think when you're I, riding it, you when you're riding it, yeah, you have full control. And maybe there'll be some sort yeah. of like C stick implementation, like the original, um, where you have like you can control your whole swarm of Pikmin with the analog stick. I don't know if it'll have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, that, that was the one reason that I thought maybe that um, it wouldn't have multiple characters is because if you're dealing with the dog at the same time and it's more significant um like i'm just curious like like can the dog be killed does the dog have have a a life you know like what happens 
I was I wondering know. about just, that too. A... Yeah, I, I don't know. And the dog seems to be a little bit separate than yeah your main character. It, se- it seems like managing uh, your main alien character, your your main character, and the dog and the Pikmin might get a little cumbersome if you have like two other guys to manage as well, right? It, exactly. But the only the, on the on the counterpoint, it would be really cool if you know you could send the dog and you could tell it, or like let's say you switch characters, you could have, have a whistle and the, the dog would come to that other character. There's a lot of cool, like, micromanaging. Yeah, I, I do think eventually in the main ca- single-player campaign, you will be able to control at least one other person. Because it just... We've already had it, and they've, they've kind of figured it out. So I think they will include that. And seeing the other mm-hmm. NPCs in the cutscenes. Um, the one thing I... You know, I was actually thinking about this is... With reference to multiplayer, or split-screen multiplayer, I had a really good idea of how they could find the best compromise... Because multiplayer has now been in, you know, Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3, and they included a full co-op campaign in Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which is, I really want to run that with you one day. I think that'd be fun. But um, I would love to. I'd love to. I, I get the impression with the graphical upgrade and the new perspective that this Pikmin 4 is not going to be able to run well in split screen. So it's like essentially made, uh, tailored for a single player. But I had a mm-hmm. cool compromise that maybe they'll find where, I remember in Pikmin three originally the single player was only single player but you had a two player side missions and the side missions were on like less ambitious levels do you know what i mean they were in smaller Mm -hmm. scale levels so i thought it would be cool as if maybe when you go back to the ship every at the end of every day you can choose to do a two player side mode the same way and maybe they'll incorporate it into the main story where it's like hey these separate tasks are on smaller areas and they're you have to play them with two players and I thought that'd be really cool where if they designed them around you and I being forced into that, like, co-op to win situation. Like, you, you can't just, I can't just play it by myself. You know, I need you there mm-hmm. to beat it. So I, I really, I thought that'd be a cool compromise. Maybe they'll do that. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. But I, I think there's a good chance multiplayer will be in there somehow. Because it'd be odd not to. I, um, I think for sure it's going to be in it. People love it. Yeah, and it, and it, seemed, it is one of those things where Nintendo, they... they the next time we see Pikmin, which could be like, you know, in June or April or whatever, like that's when they unveil the big multiplayer mode or, you know what I mean? Like they seem weird, kind of weird like that. Um, they're not just going to show us everything now. Because it's, it's also kind of startling, like, you know, last time they showed us it, I, I almost thought the game was so far away it wasn't going to come out this year. I, and that's exactly what I thought. I thought it was just like a concept, a concept image, you know. Yeah, still, but... like they b- b- uh, did it over the weekend to have something, and now, yeah. now it looks like fully complete. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it looks like there's almost nothing else to do. It looks like it could be fully complete, <laughs> and they're just you, like figuring out think, ways to market it. Do you think there might be another a um, Pikmin type? Uh, no, I actually don't. I think that every single pick we've already, uh, according to the concept art, we know that the every other Pikmin type's coming back. Poison, the mm. heavy, and the pink one. Um, so I think that the ice is it for this one. Ice and uh, the dog. And the dog. Yeah, okay. They, they've never done that before where they've shown us... Like, with Pikmin 3, they brought they brought in the um, poison and the purple one, and they showed it right in the marketing. And same thing with Pikmin 3 and the pink one. So they've never really hidden a Pikmin behind, you know, behind the release like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I actually think that my Metacritic score of I think 86 is way too low. <laughs> I was kind of hoping on an NR for that score, but I think it's going to be this hmm. could be a 92 in my opinion. It looks really really strong. Oh wow! See, I, I was saying the opposite. Where not that I think it's going to be low, but I think 86 is like right spot on. 
I mean, who knows? Who knows what the landscape will yeah. be? But it really does look good. And and how great is that? It comes two months after Zelda. Like what a just awesome. I know. Like the next six months are just such a killer lineup, and it's only getting crazier. I mean, the fact that Pikmin comes out in the first half of the year has a major question of the second half of the year. But I figured we get to that after the we get through all these games. Yeah, I mean, it's not actually coming out in the first half of the year, but yes. Well, yeah, it's not. But it came in in their first half of the year direct. It's slipping in, okay? It's a little slipping yeah, in late. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, after that, or some point after that, they showed off Game Boy coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, mm-hmm. And this is going to include Tetris, Mario Land 2, Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyles Quest, Game & Watch Gallery 3, Alone in the Dark, Metroid 2, Wario Land 3, and Kirby's Dream Land. Uh, comes with three filters, Game Boy Green, Game Boy Pocket White, and Game Boy Color, which I thought was super cool. Uh, I think this is awesome. Um, what do you think, Derek? You get it. You get this yeah. on your your plan, too. Yeah, I know that I get this, too. Yeah, I mean, I played a lot of those games already uh, many times growing up as a kid. Uh, Game & Watch uh, Gallery 3 would be pretty fun to play again, um, just for the nostalgia. We sake. had that. <laughs> I... I, I, I I had I had two and three on my sis on Game Boy Color. But, but I, I remember I, I remember playing it. I because I don't know if I had a Game Boy Color or just you did and I shared with you. I don't remember. But when they showed that, I was like, I kind of went like, ugh, who wants to play that? And then I went, I'm like, wait a second, we had that game, and I remember playing it, and I laughed, and I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. You never had it. You never had a Game Boy Color. No, um, I did. Okay, I did, and I I played this game a lot. You might have borrowed it, but like I had two and three, and I like played them so much that I had like. The, you could get like I think either stars or or something on it. And I had like five stars on all the mini games, and I unlocked the secret mini games, and then I got five stars on all the secret mini games. Like I was, I played that game a lot. Cool, <laughs> you're you're yeah. a you're an OG fan I mean, here. Yeah, <laughs> you were probably I'm screaming saying, when you saw that. You're like, that, yes, that, finally. That, <laughs> so that's just the one game. That, that's the one game I haven't played in a long time. That it's kind of like, oh, that would be cool to kind of pick up. Like Tetris, I have Tetris about eight different ways right now. And, you know, uh, Link's Awakening, I already have um, in the modern version. Um, the other games just don't do that much for me. Well, you know what? The, truthfully, like, like I've always said, the Nintendo Switch Online games, it's it's not so much to actually deep dive and play these games. It's more to, like, pick it off the shelf, have a nostalgia trip, and put it away forever. <laughs> so, yeah, even to turn on Tetris once in a while to see how the very first explosion of Tetris was, or to play... The very first Kirby, it is neat as a history piece, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and I already yeah. fired up Kirby and tried it. And, um, it the only cool. thing, like for me, um, you know, for the Game Boy Color, there's not really many games, but the Game Boy Advance, there are a couple of games where, like, I wouldn't mind playing the whole game. Um, not just like for nostalgia, but because it's a good game. Like Metroid Fusion. Well, let's talk about let's no talk other... about Game Boy. We haven't got to Game Boy Advance yet. Okay. There's more to talk about Game Boy here. Um, okay, go be- for it. Because a lot of people are asking, where's Pokemon? And I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you think if Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow came to the Game Boy NSO, would you would you play it? I would not. Um, because, one, I played that game to death, and many Pokemon <laughs> to death. It's very archaic. And um, they already have remakes of those games. Like, I-, I honestly don't think it's actually... I mean, some people will obviously love it, the huge Pokemon fans. But... Every Pokemon is so similar, I mean, at the core of it. Why would I want to play the old version when I could play Fire Red, which is the same game but a better quality of life, or just the newest Pokemons that are just significantly better in every way? Hmm, true, okay. Uh, and there's nothing, I don't know, nothing that, yeah. you'd want on uh, Game Boy? 
Nintendo Switch Online? Um, the Game Boy Color ones. There, there are there were two games that I really wanted were Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages, which are coming. Um, I know they're coming. So that that was another thing I was excited for because again, I have the um, Switch Online, so I'll definitely give those again a go again just for nostalgia's sake I, I probably won't play the whole thing but they're great zelda games i remember playing both of them and, and doing like the transfer codes and stuff um cool but yeah that's 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 really it for for game of color that i can think of i was hoping that uh donkey kong 94 would come out because that is the penultimate donkey kong game if you get a chance to play that i would uh it's actually awesome it's like they kind Donkey of Kong. merged the original Donkey Kong arcade game oh, into like a yeah, moderny it, platformer, but it's like it's like a later Game Boy game. It's um, like it's Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Land, right? Or Donkey Yeah, no, Donkey Kong Land. Not Donkey Kong Land, it's Donkey Kong 94 it's called. So it's not the Donkey Kong Land was like a Game Boy and Game Boy Pocket version of uh Donkey Kong Country. But it had different levels. It had different levels, but I, this is a whole different thing. This is Donkey Kong 94. Uh, you can look it up. It's like a based on the Donkey oh, Kong games. It's, yeah, it's like the old old Donkey Kong but it's Mario. N- but it's game. not the super old. It's like they modernized it with a really good gameplay, and I, I it's really cool. Like I, it's a, it's a surprise. My one of my favorite games on Game Boy. That's um, cool. Yeah, and I also I kind of hope that Wave Race comes out just to try it, just to see what the original Wave Race was like because I never got to play it. There was an original Wave Race. Yeah, the original Wave Race was on, was on Game Boy what yeah that is brand news yeah uh yeah so then the sequel is on n64 um i did not know that That i know that's like a bombing drop it's not supposed to be that stupendous i mean it's a it's like a bird's eye perspective but i just i now that you can play it like nicely on uh with nice emulation and stuff like i'm i'm i'd want to give it a go for history's sake that's cool. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing I think is cool is that we're seeing games like Alone in the Dark and Gargoyle's Quest, and that's something that you know we saw a little bit of on N sixty four with like Winback coming at launch, and I hope we see mm-hmm. more of that because I I like those kind of weird games that are. I would like, love I would love if they brought games like Star Wars Pod Racer back. Like that would be awesome. Yeah, I wonder about Star Wars. Um, I also don't think we'll see anything from like any Sonic Game Boy Advance games or, or Mega Man Game Boy games. Like we won't see anything from third parties other than the kind of obscure ones that make games like Alone in the Dark and Winback. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I was kind well, of a little... Mario, Mario Golf or Mario Tennis, too. Sorry. I, yeah, I, I, I was a little let down by the, uh, just Game Boy, but then the, out of nowhere, they're like, well, not... And Game Boy Advance. So that's where I started smiling. I was a lot... I was really happy with that. Um, and Game Boy Advance finally coming, but it's the expansion only. So you won't be able to play them. Unless I got the expansion. Unless you got the expansion <laughs> like, for like 20 I can always get bucks. it. Um, I gotta say, the launch lineup, uh, which includes Minish Cap, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, which I, which I can get into, because that, that's a weird name, WarioWare, the original, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Crew 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 In, which is actually pretty fun, I tried it, and Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. I, for how many Game Boy Advance games there are, I was kind of hoping for like a bigger dumping than this off in the offset, you know? Yeah. Um, but Golden Sun's on the way. Metroid Fusion's on the way. Uh, there's a lot of really great Game Boy Advance games. Uh, what do you think about this, Derek? Is this gonna is this gonna make you get the expansion? See, like I'm I'm on the fence. Like, if anything, this is the closest it's ever been. Uh, I, I'd be tempted to get it for a month just to play through Fusion and like Golden Sun and, and the sequel are are games that are 
some of my favorite games of all time. Like they're in my game of all time list. Um, but would I actually want to sit through and play that whole game again? Probably not. Like I, I played those games to the point where I had every character at level 99. I had every perfect gear and my time on the save file was maxed out at 99, 959. Like I, I played the hell out of that game. Um, so I don't know if I'd ever play that game again, except for nostalgia, but the, the, the start is so slow in that game, but Metroid fusion for sure. So I'm really tempted to get it solely for that one game. Um, not anything zero mission too. Yeah, true. That's a great game as well. I, the biggest thing for me is just time. It's like, there's so many modern current games, triple a and indie that are coming out that I, I just don't have time to like go back and replay games for nostalgia like you know so do, do i want to drop 20 bucks to play through 30 minutes of metroid and then put it down and then just never play it again like i don't know yeah I mean, you get the n64 and all these other things too but um <laughs> uh, yeah but again i would play for you know 30 minutes and never play it again you get the octopass expansion too um but you, you know here, <laughs> here's the thing though um with game boy advance there truly is a lot of like games that i have not played and would want to play it's not like the n64 where there's like you know 12 games or you know snes and nes which are now kind of old like game boy advance there's a ton of stuff there um you know there's warrior twisted is one of the games i would really hope to come out and if they implement the gyro controls would be really cool and uh, mario tennis and mario golf have really good entries and remember this has full online play and um, me and my friend have been playing like it was fun. We've been playing Mario Kart 64. We played Mario Tennis 64. And, and uh, last night we jumped on together and played Mario Kart Super Circuit for a couple Grand Prix. And um, it, I got to say the implementation is pretty cool because in SNES and N64, it's as if you're at the same console. So it's like we share the screen and I see the split screen. Mm -hmm. But with Game Boy Advance, it's as if I'm over a transfer pack. So it's like I have my own screen. And it, it just works. Like, it's really smart how it works. Uh, and it's hmm. I think it's really cool. And you can do four players. So if they really enhance this and we can get, like, a, a even, like, a three or four player, like, F-Zero, uh, you know, match going, it, it's fun. And it, it's it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, my God, I need to sit here and, like, beat everything here. But as, like, kind of a nostalgia rush and just sit and just, like, to play online with my friend Adrian and to, like, just literally, like, play each game for, like, five, ten minutes... And to like, to like, hey, let's play a little few rounds. To reminisce, of yeah. Let's play a few rounds of Mario Kart. Let's play a few rounds of Mario Golf. Let's 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 take turns in pilot wings. Like, it's actually really fun, and mm -hmm. it's not deep diving into these games. It's almost like because I don't feel the pressure of like, oh my god, I'm spending eight dollars on a virtual console Mario sixty four. I gotta beat it. It's more like I don't care. I'm paying a cheap price to have this entire library. But um, with Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, uh, for me, like, there's there'll be tons of experimentation, weird games that I missed. And I'm just looking forward to to that now. Uh, now that N64, mm -hmm. the well is kind of dry. Um, anyways, is there? Yeah. Any, I, yeah, there's just there's a lot on Game Boy Advance that could come out in weird games. Um, the one thing I did want to get into though was uh, Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Bros. Three. Um, so this is like the kind of like the Mario All Stars version of Mario Bros. Three. We have Mario Bros. Three yeah. so many different times. Um, so. I just had to look into this. Mario Super Mario Advance One is Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Advance Two is Super Mario World. Super Mario Advance Three is Yoshi's Island. Super Mario Advance Four 
goes back in time to Super Mario Bros. 3. So it, like, doesn't make sense, right? Like, it skips Mario Bros. 2, it goes to... It's it's the most confusing thing ever that Super Mario Advance 4 is Super Mario Bros. 3, okay? I'm just... I gotta just put that out there, how silly that was. I, I don't know if you ever knew that. I just kind of laughed at all I, I always thought I always thought Super Mario Advance 2 was Yoshi's Island, but you're right. It's Super Mario Advance 3. I knew that that one had that weird title, but I didn't... And I knew Super Mario World was also one of the advances, but I didn't know that Super Mario Advance 4 was was Super Mario 3. It's it's weird, but I think the interesting thing there is that them releasing this... I mean, I think it, uh, Link's Awakening is cool because it's, it's almost like a nod to the remake. Hey, you've played the remake, try the original, see what it's like. But they haven't explicitly released... I guess they have released Mario All-Stars, but now that they're releasing like, multiple versions of Mario Bros. 3, I actually want them to release the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy versions of Donkey Kong Country, which is Donkey Kong Land and the Donkey Kong Country... Game Boy Advance version because I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know we we played some of those over the years I remember back in the day we had them but it would just be really cool to play through like Donkey Kong Country two or three again not the classic Super Nintendo way I played thousands of years but the Game Boy Advance version just see like different pixel graphics or play the Donkey Kong Land but and see those versions but the like I'm pretty sure the Donkey Kong Land has several different levels. It does. Like, land, it, I yeah. think Land 1 and 2 they made, uh, which are completely different. But then they made Donkey Kong Country, I believe, 1, 2, and 3. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe you can look that up. Yeah. But I think, I know number Donkey Kong Country 3 came out for Game Boy Advance. Hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd love for those to come back. Sometimes they, people speculate Nintendo doesn't want to because they'd rather you have, like, the, the best, the cleanest version, not the down ports. But, um... I like that kind of stuff. So I I love that kind of stuff to come to these uh, these apps. <laughs> what do we call them? To these ver- yeah, like like uh, um like a streaming service. It's but it's not streaming. Um, you download each game. Uh, it's oh cool. It's more like a catalog. You're downloading a catalog. But you don't actually download them. Yeah, you do. So if when I download them all, them all and I turn off my internet, I can play them forever. Uh, yep. Even if I, my subscription ends. I think the game might do like an internal clock check every couple months. So unless you stop your internal clock or reset it every day, it might like after 40 days of internal clock be like, hey, we need to check the internet for updates for you to play this. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, like, because you got to think the entire N64 collection is like not even one gigabyte. So these mm, games are so, true. so small. And that's actually one of my reasons why I think GameCube is not going to be ever coming to Virtual Console because those games were 1.5 gigabytes per disc or more if they were multi-disc. So that's just an unfeasible library to carry over, you know, as like a 50 gigabyte collection. Yeah. For this generation, at least. Um, but anyways, I, I, I'm super happy with that. And the fact that they came out yesterday and I got to play it with my friend online, like, awesome. Um Anything else you want to touch on there, Derek? With... No, let's let's keep moving through this direct. We got a lot to cover. I know. I did have one question for you. Do you think that this is the end of consoles coming to Nintendo Switch Online? Do you think we'll see anything else? Ooh, good question. Um, Virtual Boy DS. Yeah, I, I think DS is just you know structurally hard to do with the two screens. Like I know you could put them both on the one screen, but it had the touchpad. It had two screens. I I think this is probably the last we'll see of. Uh, at least on the Switch, because I again I, I I'm a bigger believer that the Switch Two will come before they even would have time to put out another one of those. Put out a quick uh, Virtual Boy with all the, all eight games. 
for Christmas. No, no, yeah, no one wants to play Virtual Boy. I'd be in just for the experiment of trying to, you know, just to be like, yeah, okay, me, me too, yeah. I heard Mario Tennis for Virtual Boys is okay. Hmm. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, after that, they had an announcement that also made me really excited. Um, that is Xenoblade 3 DLC. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't really <laughs> care. But um, it seems like it got a lot of people excited. There's a wave coming on February 15th, the new character. And then there's a wave coming this fall with new story content. Um, not gonna make me buy that game. How about you, Derek? No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into it. Like, it looks cool. Looks like a decent expansion, but yeah, not for me. Uh, also, with DLC, this one might interest you. Fire Emblem Engage just came out a week ago or so, or two weeks ago. Uh, has new DLC coming to it, including story DLC and characters such as Chrome and Robin. Uh, are you gonna buy this? So let me tell you, <clears throat> the fact that the Wave... So Wave 1 came out when the game launched, and Wave 2 came out today, and I barely played the game. I was very tempted. I'm like, you know, now that there's two Waves out, like, why not just go for it and, and enjoy that? Um, but I, I've decided not to because of a different game that was shown uh, during this Direct. You know, I, you got to save your money, so got to make choices. And I decided, yeah, like, the DLC looks fun. It just... It, it's not worth the price for me and you know i don't necessarily know if i love fire emblem engage to to the level of you know needing to to get more content of it i think once i play through it once i'll be like well that's a really good game i enjoyed it but i don't need to be like playing more or even coming back to the game later did you get the dlc for three houses oh no no Okay. I, I did not like I did not like three houses. And it's it's not cheap when you I mean it's four waves or whatever, but I mean it's probably like what forty or fifty dollars all in, right? Yeah, it's forty I think it's forty bucks Canadian. And yeah, it's like, you know, you get like two rings which like comes with two levels or three rings come with three maps. But if when the base game is forty five maps or something and it costs eighty dollars, you're getting maybe twelve maps for forty dollars doesn't seem quite balanced you know what though i mean just uh, a little bit of a side topic but I'm, I'm always wonder about these wave packs and if they're better off to do something like a monster under sunbreak and just wait a year later and release it as a much more targeted marketing individual thing versus the waves just seem kind of weak uh, and we'll get to that even with some of these other waves because there's another weak wave coming with yes you. uh you know what i'm talking about um but it's just i yeah. sometimes i don't understand the whole wave thing and I'm not so uh, hungry that I, I, if I had bought Fire Emblem Engage a week ago, that I'd be like, oh my god, I need Wave 2 and 3 now. Like, I can wait till September to get a big all four waves at once. Yeah, like, I, I wonder if Nintendo did some, you know, feedback groups and found that people were more likely to buy a season pass right as the game came out if they knew that there was going to be multiple waves coming out throughout the year to... to create longevity in the game mm-hmm. as opposed to you know a, they play the game they enjoyed it they dropped it and then eight months later they say hey, it is a big thing coming which one keeps which one makes people buy more you know knowing that the game they're about to buy gives them longevity or knowing that or they get excited eight months later after dropping the game it's got to be I, I a case-by-case basis i would think yeah i, I agree um but anyways, let, let's so there's a big DLC direct because Nintendo has all these big games out um, right now. Uh, so the next one that they showed was the Splatoon 3 DLC, which I'm not gonna lie, when they first kind of said, "Okay, Splatoon 3, we're gonna talk about this," I like got up in my chair. I'm like, "Okay, here it is. What is it? What is it?" And um, 
So I don't quite understand. Uh, a lot of people were confused by this announcement. Uh, it's two waves coming as paid DLC. Uh, I don't even know the price. Maybe you do. I, I, I couldn't find the actual price for this paid DLC two-wave expansion. I don't know and, and don't care. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, but, yeah. anyways, uh, the first wave coming this spring is Inkopolis, which, you know, there's an area of the town that lets you get in a train and go to, go to like, basically the hub from the Splatoon 1. Um, I, I don't understand why anyone would really want to pay to have a new hub. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I figure at this point, most people who are playing Splatoon a lot probably don't even run around the hub very much at all um just for time, I can't, time. The, like <laughs> the only thing i could see is if that hub had more things in it than the base game already like i like if it was something like hey like you go back to you can go back to inkopolis and play the single player the, the single player or all the old maps and just be in that old splatoon one rotation with the, the old guns and the old costumes which they and wouldn't like, do because it would split the user base they would never do yeah, that. Yeah, true. What they, I know they would, yeah. What they could do is what you said is include the single player. Yeah, true. I, I just, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, most people, I don't know, is that really worth it though? Way one just be like, hey, we're playing Splatoon 1 again? Well, it's, I, I, it's I don't know. content to be played versus like right now it's like, okay, get on a train, load screen, load up in Ingopolis. Like, it's like a cool little throwback, and maybe we get to see it with a little bit sharper graphics and new details, but, like, that's it. Like, it's just, it's so, there's, it's so uh, cosmetic. The, the, <laughs> but there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else. Like, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like, hey, like, we added this, like, old, it's like throwback stuff. I, I don't know. There's gotta be something to it. I, I don't know. Um, very strange. And if they had, did have something like the single player, which I think would be okay, because then, then it would be available on the Switch. Even though it's like not, it's a basic single player. Um, at least it's content. I, I don't know. Um, but Wave Two, they, it was kind of they didn't they, they showed a little trailer for it. it's coming. I guess later they didn't really say when. Uh, it's called Side Order, and it looks and it almost is implied to be like a new single player campaign. Uh, what did you think about this? Yeah, I got kind of um, when I saw it. I got kind of vibes from Chicory or Chicory, whatever. How yeah, you pronounce that game because like, the whole like, world is white. Yeah, like I had this feeling almost like part of the game is something sucked all the color out and part of the things you have to do is like add color to things to make them change. Like, you know, you shoot a, uh, a tree or a seed and it grows when it's full of color. Like those kind of... Yeah, or like a door puzzly... that has an apple on it will only open when you spray it red. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think that's so I think, I think, fun as hell. <laughs> That'd be really fun. Yeah, I think, I think there could be some really cool ideas with that and I think, you know, Splatoon is all about these kind of painting colors. So as opposed to like you know mucking up a city maybe you're like revitalizing it with the color so yeah i think i think that's cool again i probably won't get it um but i'm excited to hear better from you yeah you know what else i i kind of hope they do is you remember that one item in the single player and it's also in the multiplayer where you can kind of like just fly like spider-man across the map yeah, yeah uh i really think like the last level of splatoon 3 where they kind of explored that was one of the best levels of the game and i, I would love to see more of that or even something like uh almost like the game grow home where it's like you grow mm -hmm. you kind of just keep yeah. going up and up and up and you can fall and yeah i i don't know um but still it, it it's a weird thing for me this this dlc because like I, I don't know if i really want to pay for it especially i mean at least until side order comes out like 
because maybe I'll wait a year after Cider comes out and it gets added to Nintendo Switch Online. Like, I, I just don't care about the Inkopolis at all. Um, and I'm until, not sure why until, it's Unless free. we learn more. Unless we learn more about it. I don't think there is anything else to it. I think that's it. And I, <laughs> That's got to um, be the... That's, just the... that's the weirdest DLC I've ever heard of in, from Nintendo ever. I think like, the way like, they see it is that uh, when both waves are out, it'll just be like... A, it'll be basically buying side order with this side package. But yeah, I don't know just, why side order just isn't just its own thing to be purchased later and Inkopolis isn't free. Exactly. That's why I think there's more to it that we don't know about. Maybe. I I also hope that they um, give us like new levels and some new weapons and maybe some more salmon run stages. Like I, that's kind of what I'm was hoping for, like a regular update. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a yeah. new Splatfest, like not just uh, the the paid one coming in the distant future. Um, so I was a little disappointed by this Platoon Three announcement as a whole. Um, yeah, I've kind of. I mean, I've already moved on from Splatoon Three. I don't know if I'll ever pick it up very often wow, again. Okay. So I still play it. I, I like it, but yeah, even even side I know, order. Never, I only play with you, so. so even side order. I have to say, like, I was hoping for a new mode, not just a new campaign. I was kind of hoping for like a new co-op mode or a new, you know, maybe three-player mm-hmm. co-op story mode or something. Like, I was kind of hoping for a, something more exciting. I, I don't know what side order is, but. Um, it just kind of looks like more stages in a single player. That's what I think it'll be. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Um, they announced that Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 Boot Camp, Reboot Camp, sorry, is coming on April 21st. Uh, pretty slim announcement. Uh, what do you think about this, Derek? Yeah, I'm glad they're finally getting it out. Um, you know, I understand why they, why they had the delay and, and whatnot with, with Ukraine. Um and, you know, for all the people that have been waiting for it, awesome. Like, I think, you know, it's decent games and nostalgia. I didn't love Advance War. I, I had Advance Wars, I think, 1 and 2 for uh, the Game Boy Advance and then the DS. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I thought they were going to be more like Fire Emblem because I was already off a of kind of a big Fire Emblem high since, you know, Fire Emblem 7 on the Game Boy Advance. But I don't... I, I've learned about myself. I don't like... The turn-based strategy games where you don't have unique heroes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to keep making tanks and soldiers that just are fodder. Like I, that's not what I'm about. I want to have like overpowered guys that can take on an army. Yeah, um, totally different so style the, the, of game, even though it, they're similar it, it, in a way, right? Exactly. Like, and you know, all the power to the people that find this fun. It just isn't my kind of strategy RPG or strategy game. Is I guess it's not really an RPG. Um, so I won't be getting it i also don't think the graphics are my style either um what do you think um i mean i a year ago i was gung-ho on buying this and i'm still kind of on the fence just because april 21st is like not even a month away from zelda and not even two weeks away from redfall and not even a month after etc 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 so it's like i just don't have the time uh (laughs) to like get into it I, I really like Advance Wars. I actually like it more than Fire Emblem because to me it's almost like it's a different version of chess almost. Like it's kind of like a board game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I really like this package. Like I know it's not the classic uh, pixel graphics, but it's for what they've done with the animation and the, the graphical style. And just like it looks like it has one of those kind of Persona inspired user interfaces. It's like really flashy and well done. Um I think this is like the most, I mean, let's put it this way. A few years ago in the first year or two of Switch, if you asked a Nintendo uh, message board, what what games do you want to make a comeback? 
there would be lots of people saying, oh, I really want Advance Wars to come back. They haven't made one in a long time. And I think this is pretty much the best you can hope for. Like, this, it looks great. WayForward's a good developer. There's online. You can share new maps. It's got multiplayer. It's got one and two. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it's a great package. Um, and I'm at the point now where, like, I'm my finger's on the trigger to get another Nintendo voucher because I'm all digital. And I just need that other game. So I've already... I, I put I bought the two vouchers for Zelda and Pikmin uh, 4. Um, and we can talk about... You know, Zelda... We'll talk about it later, but it has a higher price and this and that. But I'm on the... Like, I'm literally on the trigger to buy another voucher. And Advance Wars will be one of those games. So, just gotta see what else they announce. Yeah, what other game? Unfortunately, Octopath 2 isn't on it. But... I know, I, I did look for that. And almost no third-party games are... Uh, and Metroid Apparently it, wasn't on it either. I think it's I think it's only Nintendo published games. It, yeah, and the odd. Um, well, I mean, I guess Mario and Rabbits isn't on it either. Uh, Sparks of Hope, because that would have been another one no. to be a good addition. Yeah. You're right; it is only Nintendo published. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing with the vouchers is, at least if they follow the staple of last time, it's every Nintendo published game that will come out in the future as well. Um, any full price until, game it, until your voucher expires. Yeah, but even when even last time they extended the vouchers, uh, hmm. when they were set to expire, they extended it for like another six months. So, like, I might even just load up on vouchers. Just maybe they'll release a game that they're gonna have something come out this fall. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but uh, nice yawn there, Derek. You tired? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Get excited here. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. Um, Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Uh, we kind of know about this is a known quantity. They have a demo. That just came out. Uh, have you tried it, Derek? I haven't. There's a few demos that I, I want to try, and I I would like to try this one. I um, but no, I, I've been honestly so busy. I haven't turned on a single video game system. <laughs> okay, so I'll just kind of get through the the. I know you've been busy. I'll, I'll get through the bullet points here. They showed off a v- brand new single player campaign that you unlock with after new, the main main campaign. With that new character, I thought that looked awesome. Like Same. that was like kind of a cool selling point and yeah. one of the things to keep in mind with return to dreamland is is when they first said you have to beat the main game first i kind of laughed i'm like okay way to add time to, to the game to, 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 to like way to add like force me to beat the game yeah basically. filler yeah um but it's not a very long game <laughs> so it's not like oh my it'll probably take i think it's like a no, five hour game like four yeah four hours something like that, yeah. there's another addition to this where it's like a huge bevy of mini games plucked from all the past kirby games have been kind of remixed and remastered for this hmm. um yeah and so i did play the demo and i have to say like it's surprisingly great um the 2d gameplay is surprisingly beautiful and it's like runs at 60 frames and it feels smoother than it's ever felt uh yes it's that simple gameplay but it's just it feels feels really good and the backgrounds look really nice um the mini games i played were surprisingly fun like the one i played i'm like wow this is a mini game that i could see playing with my friends over and over again all night it's one game it's like a tank style game Hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of like, wow, this package, I, I kind of scoffed at it when they announced it before, but this looks like by far the best 2D Kirby package ever. Uh, and I might buy it and it might be a voucher game I get. <laughs> so the demo, well, there, there's your second one. I'm honestly, I just, if I just don't want to spend like $500 in one day on games, I limited myself <laughs> to 350. So <laughs> one voucher plus Metroid was a lot. So um the one thing with this game so I, i'm just gonna say it's, it looks great i'm probably gonna buy it eventually it, it's the 2d kirby game to get for a group of friends um 
you and Sarah might like it. Um, but I think hmm. it's weird that it's coming out the exact same day as Octopath Traveler Two. Um, they just oh, that like, is weird. I, I didn't, yeah, yeah. They both kind of speak to the you know Nintendo audience in a way, and it just seems like they're both. It seems like there's no hype around Octopath Traveler Two, and it comes out in like two weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what's so again. Nintendo's not publishing Octopath Traveler Two. They published one, but um, you know a, de- a demo just came out uh, during this direct as well. People seem to really really like it. It's improved on the the original in every way. Yep. But yeah, like there's no there's no hype or news about it at all. And you're right, it's coming out in what two weeks. So I feel like Nintendo, uh, it's it's multi platform this time. And Octopath Traveler One, they had like an exclusive deal for the first year. This mm-hmm. is coming to Steam on day one, and I believe PS5 on day one. Yeah. And I believe the yeah. PS5 demo is 4K 60 frames. That is indeed true as well. So um, so I think, but the funny thing is, I bet that Octopath Traveler 1 will be the better seller in the end. Um, and that had Nintendo published this, they wouldn't have very foolishly launched it in this incredibly busy time. They would have waited till like mid-August or something. Mm-hmm. And they would have focused it on it in a direct and yada yada, and it would have got a lot more hype. But I think the only chance for Octopath Two at this point, it looks really good graphically. I mean, I even was like, hmm, should I try it? I'm not pe- going pe- to. People again, if you check what people are saying on the demo and the forums, like everyone says, the story's better, the characters are more interesting, the the world's better, the music's better, the graphics are better, the fighting's better, like everything's better. Is yeah, what people are saying. I, I can see it like. It, it getting a 90 plus on Metacritic somehow being being the game like the finally the perfect 2D HD JRPG throwback you know what I mean mm-hmm. like the, they still yeah. haven't landed it in my opinion but I feel like they will and if this is it it could do really well but I feel like if it's good but flawed and kind of in the 80s range it'll get just buried you, you know what I, I think it will get buried and unfortunately that's okay like It'll make it a cheap game soon, and Square Enix—they just overload their their year, and they they pick. They, I don't know why they put it out in this time, and why they're not advertising it. Like it's a sequel to a pretty decently well-selling series or game. So I, I just—you're right. It's totally under the radar. If they they should really delay it by even just like a month, because um, even like yeah. for for Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, uh, they delayed it a month, just getting it away from Resident Evil. I think it will be a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in this case, like getting it away from Kirby and getting it away in, for PS5, getting it away from Resident Evil. Um, I don't know. It just seems like a later in the year, mid of the year. JRPGs seem to do better when they're not competed with. You know? Yeah, but honestly, the first six months of, the, of this year are just stacked every month, every week. Like, it's just, it's gross. Like, every month has huge games. Totally. Um, another one coming is Disney Illusion Island. Can't wait. Uh, you know, you you scoff at it, and I kind of scoffed at it, but it, no, uh, it actually the, looks good. I, like, <laughs> yeah, like I I don't really want it, but like it actually surprised me how good it looked. It reminded me a lot of that that game, Ma- Magical Mickey or whatever it was. Yep. Like it just looks like a fun kind of platformer. It looks well made. Like it looks good. I got more Raymond Legends vibes out of it. Like kind of like slick new uh kind of new animation fast fast paced mm-hmm. um more but yeah um probably not gonna buy it though no yeah almost definitely not going to buy it uh <laughs> <laughs> hard pass hard. uh sea of stars the, um the rpg kind of snes rpg throwback 
comes on August 29th. Yeah, it came out with a demo. That's been on my my want list for like three years now. Um, I don't know if I'm actually going to get it though because I didn't love the Messenger. It's made by the same team that made the Messenger. Um, I was just going to say that, yeah. It looks beautiful. Um, but, you know, I, I've been, again, reading the reviews or the, or the opinions about the the demo on the forums. And people are saying, you know, if you compare this to the game that came out in December, um, Chained Echoes, mm-hmm. they're like, Chained Echoes is like, why not just play that if you have Game Pass? Like, it's just so well made that the cha- bar is... People are saying that, Chained Echoes is better? They're, well, they're, they're just saying the bar is so high that from this demo, it doesn't. it's not necessarily worse. It's just like... You know, they're already noticing some quality of the things that Chained Echoes has. Or it's kind of just like, you might as well play the game that's already out. And people are worried that this game, is, even though it's going to be good, is not going to be as good as that. And it's going to be dragged down hard because these two games will be compared. Like, these two games are the JRPG nostalgia, SNES kind of. absolutely. And Chained Echoes, I think it's like a 91 on Metacritic. Like Like the Chrono Trigger style games, almost. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's well-received, so... Sea of Stars, I think it has that potential too. It just has a lot to live up to. I felt left let down by the messenger. I, I didn't play it, but I just remember there, there was a lot of hype about it being kind of like Ninja Gaiden. And what I heard from you and what I heard about the reviews, it just seemed like they kind of did this weird uh, backtracking left turn in it. And um, hated that. So That's when I stopped playing. Sea of Stars, they're like, oh, it's in the messenger universe. And I guess I was like, I don't care. But I think The Messenger was fairly successful. I think it came out at the right time. It had the right nostalgia kick. It came out early in the Switch's life. Um, so I think it did quite well. But I think maybe it's over overstated how... I don't want to say how good the developer is, but like why they should be relying on that game as they're like, hey, from the developer of Messenger, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like To me, it was it's not a bad game by any means. Like It's a solid 7, 7.5. Um, I put it down exactly when you said, but yeah, like again, this game looks really, really nice. Um, so I, I, I have faith and hope and, and I'm excited to see where it kind of takes. Um, but yeah, like it's probably going to come to game pass, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm very, anyways, buying indie games at all now, especially if they're like Xbox PS5 centric because Microsoft seems to really rally those in like, I'll just wait. Most indie games now, I just want to wait for Game Pass. But most like JRPGs and, and stuff, um, Xbox doesn't get. Like they're not they're not getting Octopath Traveler two. Um, yeah, because when all. they get it, they'll have to make a deal with Square to put it on Game Pass. Like yeah. almost even all the Persona games are on Game Pass. It seems like Microsoft only gets Japanese centric games when they get the Game Pass deal. Like that's why all mm-hmm. of Yakuza is on Game Pass. <laughs> you know. And yeah. um, Wolong and, and etc. So, um, but when it comes to games like Sea of Stars, it just seems like Microsoft has been really good at rallying those indie games a little later. And I think like even that game Sifu that came to Switch and PlayStation last year and Steam mm-hmm. isn't on Xbox yet, but I'm pretty sure they're prepping for a uh, Game Pass release. Like I think that's been the rumor, right? Oh, that's cool. Um, anyways, let's move on. This is Nintendo centric. I keep using the word centric. Um, <laughs> next they showed Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. And this actually had previews drop for it recently too. Um, yeah. it kind of showed a little more gameplay. It got a little more into the actual gameplay where you control Cereza with one Joy-Con and the Demon with the other Joy-Con. Kind of like an ambidextrous gameplay. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think, Derek? Is this sold you? Full price? Um, I, I see the issue is I don't think I'll ever buy this game full price. I would probably love to pick up this game if it was 25 bucks or if I found a used copy or something. Um, I think this game looks a lot better than than you think it does or you at least thought it did. Um, I think this game looks like it has really cool probably puzzles in it. Um, that dual analog kind of each character reminds you of almost like a twin stick shooter where you really have to know what you're doing with each each hand, mm-hmm. which I think is going to make combat really interesting. I think it looks really, really nice. And I think, I think it's going to, I don't know how well it's going to sell, but I think it's going to review quite well. Um, but yeah, for me, just to, to spend all my money on that game again, when it's such a heavy, heavy season of gaming, um, not not for me, but I, I think it looks really awesome. Like I, I'm I'm more on board with this than some other Switch games. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I, I'll admit that since I read some of the previews that were pretty glowing, by the way, uh, and watched more gameplay, I, I've come around on it. Like I think it looks pretty good. Um, it even looks great. Like I really think the visual style, how it kind of paints itself, it, it reminds me of Okami. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the gameplay sounds really neat where she has to kind of uh, use her spells to help the demon and like stall the enemies and the demon does all the fighting can be really cool and unique. Um, like this kind of um, Platinum seems really focused on like, you know, using multiple people in fights, right? With mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3, with Wonderful 101, with uh, Astral Chain and now this. Like, so this, it's, it's cool to see all these different implementations of controlling multiple people fighters um but again it's i mean i just we live in a world derek where people are arguing right now about <laughs> we live in a world. metroid prime remaster being overpriced at 40 dollars. we live in that world Bayonetta yeah. origins cereza and the lost demon which for one i don't even know what acronym to use when i describe this game i call it <laughs> the cereza game uh, yeah. that's kind of a weird way. I mean, this game doesn't have a strong brand. <laughs> I would just say Bayonetta, Bayonetta Origins. But even that feels weird because it's like such not a Bayonetta game in, in control or gameplay. And I mean, even Bayonetta 3, which is, I think, an outstanding game, we know now has sold just over a million copies, which is good. But I, I think this game, I, I think this game is going to tank. It's going to sell terribly, but I think it's going to review pretty decently well. Yeah, it's just gonna be like one. It's gonna be one of those kind of cult favorites where people like it and people that play it are like, "This game is so awesome! Everyone's gonna try it." And Arrow, if, uh, Reset Arrow, will probably like it a lot, but I don't think it's gonna sell anything. I think I think it's gonna bomb in sales. I I think it's a an example of a very uh, ill priced game. Um, yeah, it, it, if this game was forty bucks or if even even fifty bucks Canadian, like I probably I probably would get this. Same. You know, like it looks, but. But $90 is just crazy. I wouldn't... I, I don't think this will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up announcing a price drop for it before release. Like, I, I think Nintendo of America and Nintendo can be pretty dense sometimes, and they might way overstate how popular this game is, and they're going to see how bad the pre-orders are. Um, I don't know. I mean... I could also see it being, you know, one of the few times where... I don't know if this is officially a Nintendo game, um, where they it does drop in price um, pretty quickly, like goes on sale, you know, a month later, and drops I don't think so. They're off. they're publishing it, and I I think if Nintendo wasn't publishing it, it wouldn't be full price in the first place. So mm. I, I think I actually think that you're right that Nintendo's internal teams or internal testing or whatever are like this is a strong game, and the previews have been glowing, and I think it goes back to the conversation we had when it was first announced when I said this game's gonna suck, and you said well if it's priced that high, it must be good. 
you know mm-hmm. yeah so um it's interesting though it's just i just it truthfully it's exactly what you said in such a crowded market right now it almost seems obscene almost uh like it's just too much um yeah like not fun yeah, like, not not fun too much and again going back to the price and the size like you know just it's so easy to buy a 40 or 50 dollar game amidst these crazy big triple a 80 dollar games mm-hmm. like i don't you know like yeah. with with Resident Evil 4 and, um, you know, I'm trying to scroll up here. Dead Space. Fire Emblem, yeah. Forspoken, Dead Space, whatever. It's like, yeah. I don't mind, or people, a lot of people wouldn't mind dropping a $40 buck game, $40 game as a filler, right? But yeah. to drop another $80 game is like, well, pff, I can't do that because Resident Evil 4 is like, what, a week after? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's less uh, to do with it actually being a busy release calendar and just the comp- competition with full price games truthfully like exactly because if it was exactly. on game pass or it was on nso or it was one of those kind of like complimentary games it'd be like perfect it'd be like great i can totally mm-hmm. palette cleanse with this but um yeah it's just not yeah it's just a, i honestly think it's another i don't know it's a weird one like weird return to dream the kirby's return to dreamland deluxe isn't full price is it yeah Oh, wow. But the difference sure. with I mean, that one is, I will say, is that, for one, it's coming out a little earlier than Bayonetta. It's not coming out in the big March month. It's a bigger brand, too, really. And it's also got, I, I gotta say, like, just try the demo. You'll be surprised. Like, I was really taken aback by how much fun I had with it and how polished it all is. And the mini games are great. Like, I just, it's more of a package than you think. It's... It's not just taking the mini games from Kirby's Return to Dreamland on Wii. It's taking them from all the Kirby games. Mm-hmm. So it's got this big. It's almost like they could release it as its own game. This whole mini mo- mini game mode. So it's it's significant. I don't think Bayonetta Origins is going to have that. I think it's pretty much a campaign with cutscenes. Yeah, could be wrong. Anyways, I'm excited. Wrong. To, I'm excited to see more about it. Like it looks interesting, yeah, at least. Totally. I, I really, unless it's. I mean, I. I what score would it have to get on Metacritic, Derek, for you to buy it? That's what I'm curious about. If it hit an 88, if it, if it did, you know, Bay- Bayonetta real game numbers, like 88, 89, um, I would definitely get it. Maybe not day one, but I would definitely say this is a game I, ha- I have to play if it's that high. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same boat. And if it gets over a 94, I'll get it day one. If it, gets, if it gets over a 92, I'll get it. Imagine it's just like, this is like, this is the darling game of the year. It's like this yeah. like, bit loved child for ga- all gamers. And it's just like... I could Honestly, <laughs> though, I could see people being like, this is a really unique game. full Like, fully fleshed out, unique genre game that we haven't really seen this kind of fleshed out before. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous graphics. And people giving it 90s. Or 10s. And being like, this is, a, this yeah. is awesome. And, and maybe so later like, in the game, I, the like, game it like, could, awesome. Yeah. Like, it could, you know, knowing, again, Platinum, how crazy and how good they are at continuously adding more and amping it up more and more. Like, you know, this game could get wildly awesome by the second half of the game where there's crazy stuff going on, really, really cool. And I don't know, like, a 90 to 91 isn't really off the table for this game. Yeah, and the other thing, I, I from what I've heard, it's a big passion project at Platinum. Like, it's, it's a big, they care about this project a lot. I think it's been mm-hmm. something they've wanted to make for a while. Um, anyways, let's move on. Um, yes. We've got the new Professor Layton uh, teaser uh, trailer. They didn't show any gameplay. It's just a teaser. Uh, level 5 is back with the new world of Steam. A Which, when I first read that, I, I was like, oh, is this for Steam? Like, what's happening? Um, 
<laughs> or is it SteamWorld Big? Um, you know? Did, did Level Five always make Professor Layden? I know yes. they made Yokai Watch. Yes. Okay, I didn't know who I didn't know who actually made Professor Layden. Okay, that's that's interesting. Uh, Nintendo's I, published played... a few of them, and a few were exclusive on DS and 3DS. They're kind of synonymous with DS and 3DS and the touchscreen. Yeah, I've never played any of them, um, so I don't think I'll probably jump into the franchise now. But awesome for those that are excited for it. I, yeah, I, I'm surprised you've never tried it, being like into puzzles and stuff. Um, very popular. I just puzzle don't think game. I. I don't think I knew about them well enough for the DS and 3DS. They weren't like advertised into my stratosphere of gaming knowledge. And now I just feel like that's not really my style of puzzle game. Mm. I don't know. I don't think we'll see the new Professor Layton game until the next Switch is out. I think this game is was announced early, early, early. Uh, mm. And I got the sense that Level 5, who are not doing well, uh, they haven't really had a success in a long time. Yoko Watch, Yoke Watch 4 bombed. Um, like they just haven't, their whole Bioke Watch in that soccer series they have, have uh, I think it's called Inazune 11, uh, have not done very well. Uh, they've like, mm. they've basically peaked. Like, Yoke Watch was hitting Pokemon level sales in its heyday on DS. Yeah, I, I, I remember it was like just one and two in Japan were like three off, million. Yeah. Fell off completely and it, it didn't really have a great run in the West. Um, so it looks like. With this direct level five, is really maybe come to Nintendo with on their knees and said, "Can you support us here?" And so they had two announcements with, um, you know, the new Professor Layton game and this game called Deca Police, uh, which is the next announcement. Oh, that was level five too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so this game looks totally like a level five RPG, but it looks like it sounds like it's coming this year. Sounds like it's a Switch exclusive. It's a brand new series and game. And as much as the art style like didn't appeal to me at first, watching the trailer again, it actually looks like a, I mean, I'm not going to buy it because I'm not into art JRPGs, but it looks like it could find its audience. It's got kind of a quirky, you know, almost like an open world, but like city kind of cartoon graphics RPG mystery game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks polished, but it looks polished within its art style is the note I took. Yeah, I like the art style of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. this could be the kind of that mini. I mean, level five was very popular on handheld, so this could be kind of with them bridging that gap. Um, I I hope they do well. Like they obviously have potential to do you know big numbers and and get games that people want to come back for for more. So they 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 know some secret secret sp- spice or secret sauce if that makes sense. Like they they know what formula works. Clearly, but they also have made some missteps. So hopefully, they can can bring back kind of a a, a hit. Yeah, I I feel like Deca Police is one of those games that might you know have a kind of a quiet fall release like Harvestella last year, but find find its audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we should definitely add it to our Metacritic guess. You can put it on if you want. Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> another game they showed was Samba de Amigo Party Central, which is a kind of a Dreamcast game series from Sega that started on Dreamcast. Basically a rhythm game that you play with maracas. Yeah, this looked fun. Yeah, my, my only qualm with it is apparently it was great fun on Dreamcast, but the Wii version, the motion controls like didn't work very well. Uh, and I don't know if the hyper-intense kind of perfection of, of rhythm games suits waggling in the air at different levels. I don't know. Um, yeah. But the original had like a maraca set that you actually bought, and it sounded like maracas. So I don't, I don't know what to make of this. I, I feel like it could be horrible, like broken even. Uh, and Sega <laughs> yeah, it, 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 is not beyond that. So, 
yeah, this could be a janky mess, um, or it could be a fun game, kind of like Just Dance, or like I got. I know this is totally not the same genre at all, but I got kind of the Boom Blocks vibe from it, where it's you know, kind of seems like a simple game, but it could be really addictively fun. Yeah, I, I actually want them to bring Boom Blocks back because that was a really cool idea, and it would work with the Joy. I, I love Boom Blocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so come, another couple quick announcements. Uh, we love Katamari um coming in june um they already have a katamari game on switch but we love katamari is the one everyone loves so if you are looking to get into katamari this is probably the one to go with because when it came out on ps2 like late stage ps2 it was like the peak of the series so hmm. even when they brought the last uh we love or the last katamari i can't remember what it's called katamari damacy um people were kind of like re-roll? well yeah, yeah re-roll people were like well why would they re-release this one why don't they re-release We Love Katamari? That's the great one that it has like all the content of the other ones. and um, It's like the WarioWare Gold of Katamari. So, yeah. <laughs> um, they also announced Ghost Trick Phantom Detectives getting an HD release on Switch and every other next-gen system. I never... So, apparently this is a remake or whatever. I've never even heard of this game. So, it's a DS game from Capcom. Uh, I played it. I have it. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's just, it's a cool kind of point and click game where you can like, um, really cool animation, but you're dead, but you kind of, uh, inhabit different, it's almost like Geist, you inhabit different objects. So you kind of like, but it's really cool because you'll like kind of make these Rune Goldberg puzzles where like you'll make an umbrella fall and turn a light on and make someone trip and then you'll, you know, the water will make them slip and then they'll hit the, you know what I mean? It's kind of this... Mm. but it's it's really neat uh system where you can like rewind it and figure out the puzzle it really intuitively um all while telling that the story cool. it's really really good and i don't know how it's going to work without I, I this is the kind of game i'd really only want to play with touch controls and i really hope it's not just analog moving a cursor around that'd be really lame um i bet you it is that's what they showed in the video but they should have a handheld mode because it really is a that kind of game and they released it on uh, mobile. So it's, to be honest, it's not. It's cool, and everyone's happy it's coming. But it's they already have a iPad, iPhone version. So it's speculated oh. that this is just a kind of a port. A port. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they had Fantasy Island I uh, with some other weird subtitle like the girl who something something. But um, this is coming this year. Um, I actually played Fantasy Life on the 3DS. Um, which was a kind of like a open world RPG with uh, it almost feels like a um, Boulder's Gate for kids, but with the entire Animal Crossing Sims built into it for kids. Cool. Uh, it's actually really good. It's like there's so much content. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, cool, they're bringing it back because they tried to go mobile they tried to go free to play and they kind of cratered the series so this is kind of like the first time back to console like people were pissed when fantasy island 2 was not announced for 3ds or switch (laughs) they were like whoa you're you're going to phone and you're doing this kind of thing but now they're coming back um looks like it could be good i'm probably not going to get into it but um it looks it looks good Uh, i'm surprised by how good it looks it looks like a cut above all those other kind of farming rpg games that came last year Mm -hmm. um do you want any comments there derek or uh not really i don't know i mean okay not really i'll kind of blow through (laughs) that's not that i i i saw the game and it like it looked kind of it looked interesting it reminded me a little bit of animal crossing a little bit kind of like a zelda game um 
it didn't look polished enough for me. Like there's again, there's so many indie games that this one graphically is this kind of graphics. Like it's not quite chibi, but it doesn't quite jump out to me. It's not, it doesn't look nice. not my kind of game either. Uh, it's it yeah. strikes me as the kind of game that maybe someone who like only plays exclusively on their Switch Lite and loves sim games like this might love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah, this could be uh, yeah. I but I, I can see it reviewing decently. Is what I mean. Like I don't, it's not a dud of a game. Uh, or I mean, I, I didn't know that it, I didn't know that it had such a pedigree a past support. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Another announcement, which I think you might be interested in was the dead cells return to castlevania eh. um i thought it looked really cool i just don't know <laughs> I, yeah. if i'll be in the mind like it's only 11 dollars, and it'll be five dollars in a couple months so like i i think it looks really cool um but i i don't love dead cells like i played through it it's it's my least favorite of all the roguelets i played like it just isn't my Something about it just felt really repetitive um, when compared with games like Hades or Enter the Gungeon or... I still... Um, I like it more than Enter the Gungeon and I liked it more than... Um, what's that other one everybody likes? Uh, Binding of Isaac. I still think Dead Cells is fun. Cool. Good control. I, I like Dead Cells more than Binding of Isaac. Um, Dead Cells for me, it just... I, I don't know. It just felt very... The, the, the weapons and stuff didn't really interest me very much. I, I think the thing that interests me about this is the first Dead Cells felt so inspired by Castlevania and this they'd actually got the license and tie in and I'm I think that's the cool part for me is kind of playing a romp through it once, you know, and seeing all that and then never playing again is kind of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um not like I wouldn't like get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah, get every unlock and stuff. Yeah. Another thing they showed off and people were saying clamoring a lot during this direct, they were saying DS fans are eating. Because another DS game, Etrian Odyssey 1, 2, and 3, people love those games. They're kind of um, fantasy dungeon crawlers, but they've been Mm -hmm. kind of remade for Switch now. You can buy them individually or as a package. Um, I'm not really into this kind of game. It it really harkens to like an old school style of game, like the kind of like really simple dungeon crawler. I'm not really into dungeon crawlers. Have you ever played a, a game like that, Derek? Um... Not like this. Like I, I played dungeon crawlers, like I don't know Diablo, but that's not um, at all. Like I'm talking about this kind of classic dungeon crawler where like, it's like random like, battles. Yeah, you, it's a maze. You have to backtrack. All this stuff. I feel like I I have played a game like this on PC back when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't remember this. Like it was funny even watching this trailer when they first showed the title. I th- I always get Etrian Odyssey and um these this Aiden Chronicle game um mixed up. up. Yeah, so I, I was expecting to see Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes, which is like a game I'm super excited for. And then I got this game, and I remember I've seen Etrian Odyssey, I think, 3 and 2 um, in the past. It looks so boring to me. Like, doing this, like, you know, uh, room by room and, like, you know, having the map of which direction you can turn just does nothing for Like, it looks so boring to me. Yeah, same here. Um, and... You know, I think it's one of those things, Derek, where I, I think you and me, our game tastes are more similar than we think. Even though you like the strategy RPGs, I, I really like games that are like, I feel like I'm in the moment. Uh, and yeah. Etrian Odyssey seems like the counter to that. Like, you're very, it's everything is you take your time and everything's, you move, like, every movement is like an RPG. Like, you choose which way to move and it, it's like that, right? It's almost like a mm-hmm. board game. Um 
and I, I hate to say it, but I can see someone who might have some sort of disability, like a mobility disability, uh, finding this kind of game great and really thrives on this this kind of like intellect of this game. You know, where mm-hmm. I, I like the more like you know flashing lights, uh, moving around, exploration. So it's just different yeah. gaming sensibilities. But I know a lot of people were screaming when these announcements happened um, because. Hmm. Yeah, in the handheld space, these were much loved games. Uh, like I, I knew, th- I knew these games were popular because I've heard their names before. But I, again, like you know, I'm kind of like you. I want flashy games or I want mentally stimulating games, and this just doesn't look either. Like it just looks kind of, I don't know. I think it's more like almost like a cozy game, uh, hmm. which a lot of people love cozy games now. I gotta yeah, say, th- there are times where I where I'm tired and I sit down, I'm ready to play a game, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, Dead Space, like, do I really want to, like, am I really mentally ready for that? And I think of all the games I'm, like, playing, and I'm like, none of them are cozy, and they're all just kind of, like, I don't know, like, harsh, <laughs> do you know? You, you, don't find, you don't find Hi-Fi Rush cozy? I, I don't really find it cozy, but I don't find it, like, challenging. I find it more, like, uh, stimulating. Um, but I yeah. also feel like I have to be kind of mentally ready for that. It's not, I feel like with games like Mario Kart or, um, it's like, like Breath of the yeah, Wild, like, yeah. just, you just turn, vibe my, and chill. turn my brain right off. And that was what was great with Sonic, uh, and Vampire Survivor. Um, and right now I'm, I guess I'm kind of golden-eyed my game for that right now, which we'll talk to at <laughs> the end. But, um, anyways, let's move on to another announcement. Uh, we're into the good stuff now, by the way. Um, Baton Katos 1 and 2 coming to Switch this summer uh both were gamecube games that were much overlooked and these were they, did, they're kind you, of rumored did you play both because i know you owned one of them i just don't know which one or if you had both uh i own just the first one and i played just the first one okay okay um but i the funny thing is it was a you know it was a point in time that i wasn't huge into games it was near the end of the life cycle and i was you know getting ready for college or whatever um and but I, so I didn't really get to the end of this, but I got pretty far. Like I got further than I normally would. Let's put it that way in a JRPG, uh, mm. and it was just so antithetical to anything I would have liked. I was like, oh, I was like really like a card RPG, like with really whimsical graphics. Um, but I kind of got hooked, and there's something to the card game. Like I, I think you might really like this one. Um, there's something to the card gameplay that feels really uh, fast paced. And you're like constantly yeah, like dealt more cards and what what items you can use to attack in that moment. And all the cards have these wicked summons and stuff. So it feels like you're not just using the same like attack and special and MP for your specials stuff. It feels really unique. Um, I think you might like this one. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing that entices me the most to play this game um, is the card based fighting game. Because like I do like card based um, games um, of the past few years. And I do like kind of these turn based and RPGs um so that does entice me the most the graphics whatever i know it's old um i just i don't know the length of this game and again with with kind of scarce on on gaming time i just don't want to commit 60 hours or whatever to to one of these and then actually have two of them like i i just don't know if it's worth like i want to play this game in a perfect world when i have time but when i don't have time i don't know if this game will make the cut for me to get it yeah, which is almost a topic into itself of like, who would ever have the time to play all these JRPGs with the rate of games coming out now? Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost absurd. It's almost like they need to pause it for a while. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's hard. It, yeah, it, it, or when did we have the time when we were kids to play these games? But I think it actually less games came out, and we didn't have work. It, and I also, yeah, I had like you could like play for like ten hours on a weekend if you really wanted to. Like I remember, you know, when a like even Twilight Princess that first day it came out, I remember playing like the hell out of that the first day. Same. Like, I can't. I, I'll never have. I I almost will never have a day like that ever to play game straight. Well, it almost it's almost like with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Like I have to almost take a day or two off and treat it like a like a, a holiday event to really mm-hmm. sink yeah. into it. And I, and I will. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I I think I saw online some people complaining about Baden Kato's not looking like a great re. It doesn't look like a remaster. It looks like an upres. Um, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And I, I, the thing I will mention about this game is a lot of it's on pre-rendered backgrounds, so it it's an easy game to just re-release. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But the two things I'll mention, uh, as well as the card gameplay being great, is that it has a. I remember it having a really interesting, like, political mature story. Like, it's not shibby or anime in a way. It felt mature. There's a, there's a cool. There's a cool twist in the story too. There's a really cool twist in the story. I I've had spoiled for me, and also um, the music is amazing uh it's there's songs i still listen to on my my playlists it's like really oh. really good jrpg almost like the and it, the best of final fantasy is in this game and i implore you to even go online and listen to some of the even the battle soundtrack it's it's really really good uh and i I'm think gonna do that. i'm gonna do that right after the podcast and, and just a, it's a funny note that this is actually a monolith soft series and a nintendo published property and nintendo owns this I don't know if they have to co-produce this with Amco or if Nintendo actually owns this series, but this is this is an exclusive that won't come out on other systems. Um, so it is for the Nintendo fans listening, and for you and me, like this is a Nintendo RPG series, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. And um, it's not just a another. It's not just a port. You know, it's um, a Nintendo yeah. published re-release and something that they no one thought they were going to bring back. Um, so the GameCube fan in me was was happy to see this as well. Yeah, Are you gonna, um, you're gonna get it. I don't know. It might be one of those things where I get when it's on sale a year later when I'm going on a going away and I want a kind of handheld game to sink into. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't see myself like day one excited for this. Not with Breath of the yeah. Wild. Sorry, with Tears of the Kingdom and Pikmin Four. Uh, I just don't see myself being having a lot of time this summer for a RPG like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Straight up. Um, so the next thing, the, we're into the last three, I, what I would say are the most major announcements, and I think these were the last three announcements of the show. Uh, the first was Mario Kart 8 Booster Pass Wave 4, which um, they didn't show much of, but they showed a brand new course for Yoshi's, a Yoshi's Island course. Looks awesome. Um, looks awesome. It has different climates. I noticed a Yoshi's Island question cloud block. I noticed that the coins make the Yoshi Island coin noise. Lots of cool little touches. I'm really excited for this course. Um, and Birdo's back. So that's cool. Yeah, and it looks like they're going to add more more characters in, in future waves. Um, and yeah, why do you I, say I agree that. that why, why do you say they're going to add more characters? They, I, they said they did. Oh, they said they're yeah. going to add more characters? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, I, I I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure they said that they're going to add more characters. This is the the first that I'm like 99 percent sure they said. I that. I saw people speculating um, because the new one of the latest uh, Mario Kart tracks on tour has PD Piranha, like very themed PD Piranha. 
So they think if they bring that on the next wave, they'll bring PD Piranha as the uh, racer. Oh, I, I I read somewhere like I'll have to double check before I say anything else. I'm pretty sure they said that though. Um, but I also thought the the level looks awesome too. I like that there's a water segment and a flying segment, and you're in the sky. I like the sound effects like you, mm-hmm. um, and the, the the song is is such a nostalgic song. Like mm-hmm. I love Yoshi's Island, so to have that song playing is just awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad they're making new, like ambitious new courses for this. You know, I know it's like it's just crazy how Market Eight Deluxe has just never stopped going, um, putting out more content, still selling like crazy. Like they could honestly do another round of. Uh, a Tracks. booster pass of yeah like another round of 90 courses or whatever it is and i would i would be for sure in yeah i i think that they are getting to a point too where like they know that people know the courses so they're making like more interesting choices with some of the course designs so mm-hmm. i hope they get more ambitious with some of these uh brand new courses I, I i would even love if they like brought back a diddy kong racing course and then brought diddy kong back in like that would just make me so happy That'd be cool. It seems like it's possible now too, right? With brand new courses and with brand new, um, you know, or or hell, just bring back the N sixty four Donkey Kong uh, racetrack. Um, the donkey. Oh yeah. The yeah. I don't remember what it was called. Was it called DK the, Jungle? The, the, with the yeah, with the ferry boat. Yeah, yeah DK Jungle in the cave. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I'm I'm glad they opened the door to new racers. That's like just yeah, love Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, after that is uh, one of the best announcements I've ever seen, which was Metroid Prime Remastered. <laughs> yeah, I, it's pretty awesome, not going to lie. I've been, I've been waiting for this for so many years. Uh, it's been rumored forever. Uh, Retro made it. Uh, and it released immediately. Like, it released the same day. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was I was so shocked. Uh, I bought it, obviously. I played for many hours um yeah what do you think Derek what, what are your thoughts yeah like um at first when I saw the the you know it on my phone I couldn't tell how well it was upgraded just because I couldn't see it that well um but I was excited that you know it was coming to switch and that this was proven true I was a little bit let down at first when I said remastered not remake um to me those two terms se- mean nothing to me now like, I honestly don't, between a remake and a remaster, it's just, I threw those two terms out, and I'm just going to look at it and be like, okay, on, on, at face value, what are you changing? And what's, like, I, what do they mean, <laughs> you know? So, a, a port, a port is just um, bringing a game over, and a remaster is upgrading, like, the textures and, and whatever, but the same physics and game engine is running behind it, and a remake is rebuilding, like, the entire philosophy of the game but under a new vision of it okay so like for example like um dead space is a remake because they've added new stuff they've changed how it all works like it's a new engine running behind it but metric prime remastered it's the same game just everything's been all the models have been redone yeah um and i guess we're resident evil 2 remake and resident evil 4 remake are remakes it's Exactly, they're remakes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, cool. So it has to do with graphics only when we're talking about remake or remaster. Remaster is or, referring or, to graphics only. 
exactly and re remake means they built the game completely with a new engine new everything and remaster means that it's the same game underneath all of the the visual like all the what so you're seeing even, there's the, it's... even uh, i guess um skyward sword zelda skyward sword hd is a remaster yes 100 okay i understand now yeah um but the thing the thing interestingly with metroid prime remaster is where other games like Skyward Sword or even like Shadow of the Colossus on PS4 have like they've kind of redone the graphics. This they've so really the, seems like they've really redone the graphics. Yeah, so that that's when people even break it down further the difference between an up-res port and a remaster. So the fact that it's a Skyward Sword is an HD makes it probably a remaster, but there are some games like like Baton Kados, like I don't know if that's actually a what it is, but or like Tales of Symphonia, like whatever. Like some of those games are literally the same game, just up-resed. Where Metro Prime Remaster is literally new models. Like they've it's, it's like they remastered the game, but they the graphics are a remake, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's Anyways, so <laughs> I didn't know what to expect and I was let down. But then when I saw, you know, footage of it and um, screens of it, I'm like, damn, this looks freaking awesome. Like it looks so good, and you're waiting for physical, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, it it is that awesome. I I'm playing it, and I'm, I it's it doesn't feel like I'm playing a Switch game. It feels like I'm playing an Xbox Series X game. I swear to God. Uh, yeah. And it's 60 frames locked. It has it has beautiful uh, dual analog with gyro implementation. Like it's the controls feel great. Are um, you gonna? I, I was thinking of, of plugging in my GameCube controller and playing that way. I don't know. I gotta say, the dual analog and the gyro is just great. Well. It just—it's really fun to like, kind of like look around freely. Where the original GameCube controls, you couldn't do that. Hmm. <laughs> Literally, I, couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I heard one of the things too that was cool about it is um, there's like no load times with the doors being closed for an extra two or three seconds. Zero it's like so instantly. far. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the other thing I'm noticing, and I'm wondering if this is something that like is an internal Nintendo tech, but the streaming of assets is really really well done and i've noticed it because you can kind of like go to one far stretch of the platform of, or sorry of the room and like look at a detail and like run towards it and then you notice like the little rocks kind of fade in and stuff anyways where something like i don't know breath of the wild seemed to be not as accomplished with the level of detail load in and this game nails it um you never notice it but it's there you know, because obviously hmm. the level of detail they're showing on the textures and, and the geometry in something like Fenjana Drifts, it, when you're on the top platform looking down, it can't be there. It's just not too much for the system to maintain. But whatever mm -hmm. sorcery they figured out, they loaded, they, they, they did it amazingly. Um, I'm blown hmm. away. I'm so blown away by the, the tech here. And like just the little effects and the heat distortion and the textures feel high res, but it feels like they've just gone in and looked at like a, I don't know, like an old level in the first one that had like a tree branch and they just completely redesigned how that entire room would look. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm loving it. I was like every room I go in, I'm like, I can't wait to go in the room. That's how cool it is for me. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. There is, there is a bit of a, a feeling though, when you're playing it that you almost don't notice it because it's the way you remember it being. Um, it's, it captures it so well. Um, it's really hard to explain. Like, there's times where you can almost forget that it didn't look this good. Yeah, it's like... I, I, dead yeah, space. It's like nostalgia. It's the dead space yeah. effect where, like, you're kind of... You can play yeah. it sometime and be like, well, yeah, this is doesn't really look that different. But if you actually go back, you're like, whoa, and play it in, like, the resolution it released in, it's it's staggering. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but with Metroid Prime, some of the lighting changes and some of the geometry changes, it is actually staggering how much better it looks and feels. And I can't wait for them. To, I really hope they make Metroid Prime 2 remake this way. Um, yeah, yeah, me, me too. The yeah. one the one thing I was, I, I was going to ask you about this, you're going to love it, by the way. I, I don't quite understand this release. I'm almost still surprised by it. Because to me, this is absolutely a full-price AAA release. Uh, they could charge $79.99 for a Metroid Prime Remastered. And they should have announced it a year ago and hyped it up. And it's just so funny that something like Dead Space was announced two years ago. We have all these developer interviews and behind the scenes. And then Metroid Prime is just shadow dropped, half price. No, Never it, talk about it again. <laughs> like not, not just that, but like... like it's retro's first game in a long while that they're kind of the the name developer on it so it's yeah. a little while that you know like they should have been hyping this up for a while and if you compare it to again we go back to this bayonetta origins game it's like why would they they shadow drop this game for 40 dollars when it's like it's known to be such a huge um like well received critically game no kidding. And, and, and for half the price of compared to Bayonetta. Not that Bayonetta is bad by any means, but I just it's just. And what what's I, more I appropriate know. for the uh, video game awards, <laughs> like to be the big yeah. reveal? What's going to get people yeah, cheering? True. True. And it, it's literally just the way because we after the video game awards we were like, oh, Metroid Prime is never coming, and like it it just would have been such a different feeling to be like, oh my god, met in February twenty second, Metroid Prime Remaster is coming. Like it just would have been a complete role reversal. Of everything. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. sh- then you shadow drop... Uh, how about you shadow drop the Bayonetta game for $40? <laughs> like, you know what people, I mean? And people would... I would love to get that game like that. Exactly. Yeah, and people are getting all these positive impressions. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't... I guess... And, I, you I know, don't know if it's a... I don't know. Well, again, it's not like Metroid has ever sold amazingly. Like, I know Dread is, has done quite well, but... Um, you know, nothing compared to, like, some of the other Nintendo, you know, flagships. And... I don't know if because Nintendo is such a Japanese heavy um, company that they see, you know, platinum games and they see these kind of more Japanese centric games as like, this is really cool. This is awesome. And they don't really have the finger on the pulse of, of, you know, their, their American studios and and games. Maybe, but it's just, it's just like, they you got to be pretty dense to not look at this Metroid Prime remaster and, and easily say it's one of the best looking Switch games and it's a really well made competent shooter and it's like they're also And it's from it's the remake master of like a ninety seven rating. Yeah, game and, and they're also this. putting all this money and effort into the Metroid Prime four to the point where they cancelled it and re- like they know these games are high caliber and well loved. Like they're not that dense. Otherwise they wouldn't mm-hmm. be making Metroid Prime four and making spending six years on it. Um, so there's some, some speculation of why they did it this way, because I, I really don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's the question, I have so many questions, you know? Um, and it's, yeah. it seems like where a game like Hi-Fi Rush seems like it's marketing wise, the perfect decision to shadow drop, this does not. Uh, and I actually think that even though I think it'll sell well, this seems like a poor choice, uh, where it could have had three months three months of marketing yeah um but anyways Derek, we're on to the lo- we got one more announcement after this i know we're running long here um <laughs> but i just i guess i just don't uh i think this th- some of the speculation is that maybe they have a metroid prime 2 coming in a few months and a metroid Prime 3 remaster and they're gonna kind of dole them out this way yeah like like uh 
who knows about Metro Prime uh, 2 and 3. I, I think they should, especially if they already had this kind of like underlying game engine graphic, whatever they're doing to it. Um, I, I think we should almost have a, you know, in a couple of weeks when I, I get a chance to play this too, we should talk about this a little more in depth and, and kind of what we expect from the Metro Prime series because mm-hmm. you know four also what does it mean for four if retro was working on this and i think we can talk about this a little more in depth uh, down the road well all i'm going to say to cap this off about metroid prime uh the fact that this is being remade or has been remade and the fact that resident evil 4 my other favorite game of all time is being remade it's like i'm in gaming heaven and uh with prime after playing metroid prime i think they can easily release metroid prime 4 on switch and it'll be a jaw-dropping game like i have full i went from zero faith to full faith yeah, I totally agree. Like, you know, this game, it's in my game of all-time list. Resident Evil 4, game of all-time list. So two, and then with Bayonetta Origins, that's like three of my favorite games of all time. So yeah. <laughs> With Etrian Odyssey 2, it's like my favorite game of all time is here, finally. Yeah, we're uh, set. Anyways, let's, let's move on to the juggernaut announcement of the whole thing. I thought this wasn't even going to yeah. happen at the end. Um, so anyways, I'll just kind of get through the bullet points here, Derek. We Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, new trailer, uh, still coming on May 12th. No Switch 2 to come with it, uh, like I've been predicting, so that's not happening. Uh, they showed new vehicles, sky vehicles, some weapons, tons of new enemies, improved details, graphics, more islands in the sky, uh, a little bit of a darker tone. It's got some amiibo stuff, customized gliders. Um, it's going to be huge. They still haven't shown... It's It, it seemed... Because I, mean, I know you have a negative take on this, but it seemed to me like they still haven't really shown much of the game, and they're still just showing us little things of, of what is new. Yeah, like just just to be clear, I don't have a negative negative take on the game. I, I think this game looks awesome. I just the trailer, like you just said, it didn't. Uh, it, this this could have been the same trailer, you know, the last time you saw uh, Breath of the Wild two or, or Tears of the Kingdom, and I I wouldn't have known the difference. Like you know, we saw those vehicles or whatever, but it really didn't do much to be like, oh yeah, this is a sequel. Like there are some awesome things here. Check out this new stuff. It was just kind of like, oh, like it just looks. You could have you know almost i know there's a few things you could have almost convinced me that this is breath of the wild besides for the maybe the air stuff like you know i, I want to see like what's new tell me the gameplay stuff like what what am i doing what's the objective are there dungeons are there not are there items like it sounds what's the like towns the, look yeah, like what, what's the underground the above ground like like show me something that's kind of like whoa like they haven't shown this new thing before and this is awesome like i get it there's islands in the sky we've seen those before some new vehicles, that's cool. But like, show me something that's like, wow, like this is another big thing. That's this is a sequel, and it's showing it off now. It was not a gameplay overview in any sense. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And it still feels like we haven't seen anything, and we're just getting shown teaser after teaser. Um, but I also think that maybe they don't quite know. I, I don't know if this is the type of game where they really can show you a three-minute teaser and you get that full understanding that you want. Um, maybe they're yeah, saving I, it. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think we got to wait till April and they'll do maybe like some previews or, or, or something like, I need someone to play it for half an hour to tell me about it or watch a 10. I need to see like 10 minutes of gameplay and someone instructionally talk about it. You know what? I see people getting up. I think a lot of people went into this expecting that big overview explainer video. And that's why people are disappointed. I mean, same here. I'm disappointed. I, I was even hoping but, at the end they'd say, there's a, there's a Zelda Direct coming in two weeks. But I didn't necessarily even need that. I just wanted to see something like, it wouldn't have been cool to like see a giant boss that you're fighting. Well, you, or saw, you did. You saw he- that one big block guy. He was cool. 
Yeah, but that was, that's just like the stone guys in the other game. Like, I, I wanted to see, you know, like a real dungeon or like, oh, like this is this is so cool. Like, this is, I can't believe we just saw that. Where it was very much like, oh, like it's a lot such, of the similar enemies. It's such a clip reel that we don't even know if half that did take place I, in a dungeon. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. But I think that, uh, you know, the fact is we haven't seen a shred of gameplay where Link is falling in the sky. And that has been, like, the number one touted thing in the marketing and, like, the, you know, in the whole sky theme. They've shown us, like, brief cutscenes of him falling through the clouds, landing on things. But, like, we haven't actually even seen a lick of that gameplay. So, mm-hmm. to me, they are holding it very close to the chest. And I think what we're going to see is the, when they finally show it to us, it's going to be that kind of moment where you walk out and you're in the sky and you jump and all the people are going to try it for the first time. And it'll be kind of that instantly gratifying, revelatory thing you know mm-hmm. yeah uh so i think i don't know but i i do agree that maybe the trailer could have been stronger um because it did feel like a again, bunch of el- random elements you know yeah like again i'm still like, super excited for this game and the trailer was still awesome i just it didn't you know i think of the first breath of the wild kind of trailer that everyone talks about still or even the first twilight princess trailer like those are just so hype and this one was like it was okay i mean not not bad or not good i just I'm excited to see more, and I can't wait for this game to come out. Really. Yeah, and I think after I think you're you're right that after so many trailers, like the one in September, it does feel a little bit like okay, we've seen a bunch of these trailers of like random clips of gameplay. Like we're tired of that now. Like you know, it's yeah, we're over that now. Like they're, they're showing us another one like that at this point will be almost as annoying. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, you can go through them slowly and glean all the details, but it's like, I want to see more than just a bunch of new stuff. I want to get an idea of the structure and what's like, you know, what, how does this game even play? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be amazing. Like, I think the the takeaways I had from this trailer was that it looks graphically better than Breath of the Wild. Um, Agreed. Yeah. There's more details, full stop. And uh, the other thing is, I I think seeing the vehicles in the sky, which almost felt a little goofy, I think makes this whole game gonna it's gonna be way bigger than I even thought. Like I think it's gonna be like the GTA Five of Zelda, where it just has everything, all types of vehicles, all types of traveling, all types of quests and towns and random I mean, little there's islands. There's a lot of there's a lot of heavy rumors that there's an entire underground world as well. Yeah, which makes sense because we've seen lots of cave stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it looks really cool, and I, I think like the original me- pictures and videos we saw, like you couldn't even see the um, islands in the sky. Remember, and that's mm-hmm. why there's all this speculation. Oh, is it going to be a load time? Is it a going in the past? But this time, no, we saw everything in the sky, um, and it looks just really awesome. I. I, I I'm now convinced it's there's no load time. It's all one connected, giant vertical world. I, I think with the the vertical like the sky stuff, yes. But I think there'll still be load times like loading into, like if those are those shrine kind of places. But yeah, otherwise I think you're right. I agree, and we saw some stuff on the map like you know blue towers and stuff, and maybe those are the kind of temple slash shrine areas, and, and maybe there'll be a little load time, but maybe not because I mean Hyrule Castle didn't need a load time. So true. That's true. Who knows? Um, well, anyways, Derek, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, what would you give this direct out of ten? And and what would you say is is this the best Nintendo direct ever? Um, I would give it at least a nine. I don't know if I'd hit nine point five. Um, 
best Nintendo Direct ever. It's definitely up there. I don't have enough memory of directs like you do to, to decide that. I just, again, there's so many good things shown. Um, and the big bomb in my mind was Metroid Prime Remastered. But there was no game that was just like, face melting you know like the first time we, we heard about breath of the wild 2 was awesome and or i don't know super mario odyssey like when you when you see a new game that's really exciting when's the last and time we, uh, when, when's the last time any announcement made your face melt because uh, I, I don't remember i mean even for me i could say like hi-fi rush didn't make my face melt i didn't I pro- probably probably smash ultimate everyone is here yeah i mean that that's now t- five years ago so yeah, so I'm saying it doesn't happen very often. I just, you know, again, the amazing announcements this this direct, but there was no new game. Okay, there's no new game shown for, today. For me to see Metroid Prime get remastered is was bigger than everyone is here for Smash Bros. Like that's it's a bigger deal, and the oh, fact not, that it, it looks incredible and it came out the same day, like that's a it's my favorite game. Ever, I guess I, you know? yeah, I guess I also just, you know, with so many rumors about Metroid Prime remaster, it was a little bit like. It's already been kind of heavily speculated. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would probably give... I, I'm hesitant to give this direct a 10. Because I don't I don't know how it... <laughs> You're such a Nintendo No, but I, I just don't know how it could actually be better. I mean, sure, they could add a Kid Icarus game. Maybe they're going to announce it later this year. It's been rumored. But, like... I would have liked to seen one new first-party Nintendo game shown. That we haven't seen before. That's all. That's I think that's all I would have needed. That's not a remake. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if they had not shown us Pikmin Four last year, um, because to that me, would, I think that would have been that exactly. If they didn't even tell us about it, and they just showed it here. Then it would have probably been a ten for sure. I, I think to get, to get Pikmin Four reveal, Metro Prime remake reveal, Breath of the Wild trailer, and all these other awesome games for sure. Okay, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, but I all. I mean, yeah, I almost wish this was the first time we saw Pikmin Four in a way. Um, me too I, I think it should have been but also if they had talked about Pikmin Bloom last time and not announced Pikmin 4 I also would have raged so I get it it's the same yeah, it's yeah. the same way they in, they're they smart they announced Metroid Prime 4 the same time same day they announced Metroid Prime Samus Returns remake because people would have freaking raged if 3DS was getting the only Metroid game that looked good in a decade so yeah. they sometimes do these things, but um, I, to me, Pikmin Four really was is a brand new game. It's got it's it, it. We saw the gameplay for the first time. Metroid Prime is a remaster. Yeah, that seems to be the flavor of games these days. Like remasters are half the games that come out. Um, but yeah, I agree that a brand new 3D Mario or a brand new, really cool looking game that blew, mm-hmm. melted my face. Yeah. yeah but otherwise, otherwise great. Um, just quick, Derek, because I only have five minutes here. Um, what do you think now we can infer from this direct about not only Switch 2 and that's Switch 2's release, but the second half of the calendar year for Nintendo's release? Yeah, like, you know, I saw other people speculating. I, I thought about this too is, you know, now that we know kind of what their lineup is till August with some pretty decently awesome games, um, what do they have for September through December? Like, do they have anything or is it kind of their, that's when they, you know, put another Pokemon out and kind of get their last little hurrah of Switch to bring out their, you know, March or April Switch 2. Like, I, who, who knows? I think that we'll get the Pokemon but, DLC for sure. We'll get the Splatoon and the Mario Kart DLC. Um, and Fire Emblem DLC, yeah. But I think that they could... I think 2D Mario, a brand new one, 
Um, I think they're gonna. They're I can see that want, as well. They're not gonna want the Mario movie to come and go without a big new Mario game. Mm-hmm. And something tells I could, me I, 3D Mario I could is almost, waiting. I can almost see it as like it's part of the trailer or like the previews before the the opening night or something or I, I don't know like just saying hey like there's a new Mario game coming this holiday. Yeah, uh, and I I actually think that this holiday I know I don't like to feed into the rumors but. When it comes to quote-unquote lighter release calendars, um, I think it might be in a way, even though 2D Mario is a massive juggernaut, like huge, especially a brand new one. Um, but I think it could be like 2D Mario on its own with third parties, maybe a price drop, some players' choice In all selects, the DLCs. DLCs, yeah. and I think they can just rest on that. I, I Maybe they'll have a uh, another Metroid Prime 2 or Twilight Princess, like another remaster or something, but... I think they really could rest on their calendar as they have now, and then they could bring out I a could see Mario. A, or a Pokemon remake. They, they could do another one of those. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon companies, yeah, because they are outsourcing those now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Switch 2? Like, are, when does it get announced, and when does it come out? Um, Kind of like I said, I, I think there's a good chance that it does come out April or, or March, probably more like April or May of next year, and, you know, do the hype cycle starting in, in January. Um, I could also see it being, you know, the end of 2024 and they start advertising it in May because they have a couple more games they want to push out um, early next year. Uh, it could go either way. I think 2024 is the, definitely the year we will see the Switch. I mean, hell, it, c- it could even be this holiday, right? They could announce it in the summer, in June. Say yeah, or, yeah. I doubt yeah, it. That's a good point. Because otherwise, why not delay Zelda for it? Um, I think we're going to end up with a kind of like an October, November announcement. Uh, and then it'll come next March. No, you never you never do that. You don't announce a new system before the holidays. It makes I, no sense. I know, but this year, when it wasn't announced by January, everyone's like, it's not happening. And if they are going to release it in March in the fiscal year, they, they it'd be the only time to do it. And by, by that point, if they're announcing it alongside Switch price drops, or they're hinting at it, or they say next year, the future of Switch today switch price drop i don't think it'll affect their holiday sales that bad uh yeah either way i I don't think they'll do that yeah okay well i mean it's it's interesting (laughs) it's interesting like i i agree like it seems like it doesn't make any sense to announce before christmas if it's coming after christmas you know um but there seem to be a lot of people on the side of the fence that think there's no way it can release in the first quarter or even the first half of next year without being announced this year you know I disagree I mean? with them. Yeah. True. Okay. So you're you're pic- you're picturing an early next year announcement and then like a spring release. Uh, I'm gonna bet. Yeah, April, May, or June, and gets shown off mid to late January to start. Okay. I'm gonna agree with you there. I, I actually think that we might actually go this entire year without a peep about Switch Pro. Um, yeah. Last question for you: When is Metroid Prime Four coming out? I thought we were gonna do a Metroid Prime. Uh, Just a quick through, question uh, now. That now that we've seen the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it'll be um, shown off when they show off the Switch Two. It won't be a Switch Two launch game though. It'll be come out a few months after. Oh, interesting. And you think it'll be Switch Two only? Yeah, I can see it being like September Switch Two only. I can see it coming out this year. Metroid Prime Four, <laughs> not for Switch Two at all. Just for Switch. Okay. All of the okay. speculation is wrong. Why not, right? It's been four and a half years. They've got this other one coming out. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. 
Um, but I can also, I can, I can definitely see it coming out before Switch Pro now. Or before Metroid Prime Remastered, I couldn't. Alright, Derek, so what have you been playing? I'm just kidding. We have gone <laughs> way over time here. Um, but uh, anything, any last thoughts or notes, Derek, of what, how you're feeling about things? Feeling about Nintendo? I honestly, Nintendo, I don't know, we're talking about Nintendo. I feel overwhelmed with how many awesome games are coming in the next six months. Um, for Nintendo, for Sony, for Game Pass. Um, I'm excited for Pikmin 4 now. Um, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I- I'm just excited. Like, there's just so many games I don't, I don't know how to pace it. This is, it's, 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 yes, me neither, me neither. Um, <laughs> it's by far, yeah. by far, uh, Nintendo's probably best sixth year of a console ever. Uh, to- oh, yeah, totally agree. Totally. Yeah, and I, I mean, with all the games announced at this Direct, I think uh, Switch is now in legendary status. Best Nintendo system, easily. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay, Derek, well, uh, you get playing Metroid, and we'll talk... Next time we, we talk, we'll be talking about Metroid. Sounds good. All right, Derek, well, thanks for, for the chat, and everyone at home listening. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for the chat. Let us know what you thought of the Direct and what your favorite games were. Yeah, remember to uh, like and subscribe, comment. All the good uh, stuff. Yeah. This is Derek. I'll see you later. Later, signing out.